Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. We're here today with C.J. Jones. We're going to continue talking about the enemies of faith and how the intricacies of spiritual law can work on our behalf. How are you doing, Cheryl? I'm having a pretty good day. How are you? Blessed abundantly, highly favored, deeply loved to the Lord. I'm not saying anything other than what I want. Okay. Um, we have been talking about Mark 4 again, because there's a lot in there. The bad news is Satan has five things that he uses consistently against the believer to keep the believer from having manifested faith. But the good news is there's only five. And once you understand what he's doing, it's easier to figure out how to stop him because it never changes. Right. And so we talked about um, the last time we met, we talked about persecution and affliction or trouble and affliction. Some versions mm -hmm. say trouble, some say persecution. There's three other things that he uses, but it occurred to me as I was going through my week and, you know, dealing with my own set of challenges and seeing people around me also dealing with challenges. It occurred to me that there's some things that can slip in. So because Satan is so manipulative and so um, he tries to cloud the issue every single time with whatever the issue, the key issue is, he tries to cloud that issue. Because if he can keep that issue from your understanding, regardless of what you're dealing with, you're not going to get the results the way you need them. And he right. makes it look like he's like he has all the power, but he doesn't have any power except the power we give him. And the key is to learn how to not give him that power. Amen. So we are going to get into the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things, which is Mark 4, 19, for those who don't know where that is. But I wanted to talk about something that I've noticed some of my closest friends, I've done it myself. The word says in Mark 4, 11, 24, that when you pray, believe you receive when you pray and it should be given unto you. We have to train ourselves this is where the rubber meets the road and so many people, even if they've known the Lord for many years, they've not trained their spirit to ignore what they see in the natural. Because you have to. If you want results, you're going to have to ignore what you see in the natural. And believe right. that spiritual law supersedes what you're seeing in the natural. Mm -hmm. Because we're never going to be without a challenge. He is the God of this world. He is always going to challenge our faith by what by what he can manipulate, which is what the five physical senses, what we see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. And on Mark eleven twenty four, so I'm not misquoting. It says, "Therefore, I, and it's in red. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have. When you pray, not when you see something change." And it's so easy to allow what you see in front of you to say, well, yeah, but that hasn't happened yet. 
-hmm. This goes back to the quantum universe. When we speak something and we expect that something to come to pass, we can't allow what we see to change what we're said. Yeah. Or find ourselves waiting for that manifestation of what we said before we believe it's happening. I hope I made that clear because I'm, I'm not, it seems, even as I'm saying it, it sounds deep, really deep to me. Do I need to repeat that? Yeah, repeat that one more time. Okay, Lord, help me because I don't know what I said the first time. The word says in Job that we can decree a thing and it will be established unto us and light will shine upon our way. We both use that scripture more than once, right? Yeah. Right. When we decree it is not when it happens. When we decree it is when we set it in motion. Right. So when we decree it is when we set it in motion, but that doesn't mean that it happens that instant. Yeah. In the natural. Because there are forces against us who are arrayed against us to try to trick us to convince us, to deceive us into believing that even though the word says in Job twenty two twenty eight, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light will shine upon your ways. Even though the word says that, it's not happening. See, it's not happening. See, it's not happening. See, it's not happening. See, it's not happening. Who cares what we see? Right. Because if I can see it, that means it's subject to change. Especially if I have put words out in front of that situation. Now I'm thinking of a situation that we, you and I were discussing, and I won't get into it, the details of it. But I decree to you, and I said, when I said it, I used my faith, and I said, there will be a bidding war in this situation. Right. Doesn't matter whether you see the bidding war or not yet. Right. Because it's already happened. The minute I said it and used my faith, it already happened. Amen. Now, the future may not have caught up to the present yet. <laughs> that doesn't like that. matter. Because I already decreed it in the future. And the quantum right. universe is already working on that. Yeah. Where the rubber meets the road is, and this goes back to Mark 4, the cares of this world will come in through another person or through a situation to say, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? This didn't happen. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It already happened the minute I used my faith and decreed it. Right. Because there is no future with God. Faith is now. That's right. Amen. Sure is. So 
what the enemy tries to do is use the cares of this world. The cares of this world in that situation would be, it's not happening, it's not happening, it's not happening, it's not happening. Never let it come out of your mouth. I'm not talking to you, talking to everybody who's listening. Never let the circumstances come out of your mouth. I used to have a running dialogue in my head and it was the enemy. It took me years to figure out what he was doing, how it was. And I knew it was the enemy. I didn't know how to fix it. The running dialogue, yeah, but it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm not, I finally learned to say, I don't care. What are we going to do? We're going to follow the, the rules of the, of the spirit. We're going to follow the word of God. I already decreed it happened. Amen. I don't care what it's, what it looks like. I don't care what is happening. I don't care what Joe Blow down the street said to me two minutes ago that got me irritated at him because he was trying to enforce what the devil's trying to enforce. And I'm not accepting it. So now Joe Blow was used to enforce it. So what? So what? I understand that. You have to, you, not you per se, but people, we have to train our spirits to believe only what the spiritual law says. When you train your spirit to believe only what the spiritual law says, it doesn't matter what the circumstances say, because if it doesn't line up with the spiritual law, it's like, so, and, right? Do you think when a plane takes off and the laws of lift and the laws of thrust go into operation that gravity says, no, no, you can't do that? <laughs> Have you ever been in a plane that's taken off and it's now out of the airport and flying and, and extending in the air? Have you ever heard gravity yell, no, no, you can't do that. Come back. <laughs> Thankfully, no. Why? <laughs> Why? Because those law, that law of lift and that law of thrust went into motion and it superseded gravity. The laws of the spirit supersede the natural. Yeah. Now, it, it, we all face this moment. Are we going to believe what the natural says? Or are we going to believe what the spirit says? Because I can guarantee and guarantee you which one is the is the road to victory. Right. I guarantee I know which one it is because I finally figured this out. Took a few yeah. decades, but I got it. <laughs> right. Amen. And I'm not letting go. Go to Romans three. All right. Look at Romans 3, verses 3 and 4. Read it in yours, please. It says, true, some of them were unfaithful, but just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true, as the scriptures say about him. You will be proved right in what you say. And you will win your case in court. 
Yeah, I don't like that's not as strong. It's it's okay, but it's not as strong as it is in the King James. That's why I wanted you to read yours first because I wasn't sure if that was one of those that I liked better in your version or mine. Because honestly, I don't read the New Living very much at all. Yeah. I did in the beginning, but I haven't for many many years, so I've lost my sense of which ones I like better and which ones I don't. Let me read it in the King James. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yes, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your sayings, that you may overcome when you are judged. And that's, that's a better, much better version than... Mm. Much better. Yeah. I am going to look it up in the um, in the Young's Literal. I'm curious how it reads in the Young's Literal. Bear with me, people. I'm getting there. For what if certain were faithless? Faithless. Shall their faithlessness, the faithlessness of God, make useless? Let it not be, and let God become true, and every man false, according as it has been written. Has been written. These words were already written beforehand. That you may be declared righteous in your words, and you may overcome when you are judged. His word is forever established in heaven, says the, says the, I think it's in Psalms. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. So what difference does it make with jo, what Susie Q and Joe Schmo say? It makes absolutely no difference. Exactly. Not at all. Unless you agree with them. Right, unless if you agree. you agree with them. Yeah, if you agree with them, it's over. If I agree with them, it's over because they don't know what they're talking about. It says back in the King James, God forbid, let God be true, but every man a liar. They become liars if they don't agree with God. They can sound all kinds of intelligent and analytical and, you know, thoughtful and all the rest of it. But it doesn't mean squat if it disagrees with the word of God. And that's where Satan trips a lot of people up because they have not learned this. I had someone that I listened to every very faithfully talk about Mark 4 last week. Mm-hmm. And I was so disappointed because it was the same parable the sower was gone over, but it was gone over so it was very surface the way it went was over. And I was about yeah. ready to to complain about it to the Lord. And the Lord says, that person is not called to explain it like you're you're called to explain it. Mm-hmm. Don't criticize. They're, they're giving it from the standpoint that they know. Yeah. You're called to break it down. I have to constantly remind, be reminded by the Lord. That's not so-and-so's calling. Don't criticize. Don't complain. 
That right. is not their calling. They are called differently than you are. They're called for a certain set of people. You're called for a different set of people. Because the people that listen to me wouldn't listen to that other person and vice versa. Right. And the Lord's really, 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 really been on me like white on rice to not allow <laughs> criticism and complaining to come out of my mouth. No accusation, right. condemnation, criticism. It's been really strong. And I know it's important. It's vital. Yeah. The deceitfulness of riches is I have, I don't have to worry. All the stuff we're seeing in the natural now, I don't have to worry because I'm, I'm a multi-billionaire. I'm not going to be touched. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to check with God if this is the right thing for me to do because I have plenty of money to take care of everything. Deceitfulness of riches. And all of these things enter in by, by, by you speaking it. In, in Matthew 6.31, it says, go there. Matthew 6.31, therefore take no thought Saying, the minute you open your mouth or I open my mouth and go contrary to what we've already spoken, go contrary to what we've already declared and having the quantum universe, you know, the particles in the future collapsing in the direction they need to go to bring it to pass. The minute we open our mouth and go contrary to that, it's over. Right. Everything stops. People do not realize what a knife edge we walk on. Oh, goodness, yeah. That narrow road. Mm -hmm. There's a narrow road that it talks about. I don't know if I can find it. I want to say it's in Luke. In the, in the Amplified Classic, there's a narrow road, and it says it's, it's, contract, it's constricted by, contracted by pressure. That's how it reads. I don't know if I have it marked. I hope I do. but it talks about the narrow road that is contracted by pressure. It's the pressure of the world pushing in on that narrow road to try to get people off that narrow road. I think we've talked about that one before. We have, I think, and I just I can't remember I exactly remember where it is, but I think Luke is, is correct. Yeah, it, it is Luke. I just don't remember what... Um, I don't remember what um, what chapter. There it is. I found it. Um, it is uh, Matthew seven fourteen. But the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straightened and compressed that leads to life. And few are those who find it. And it gives a cross-reference of Deuteronomy 30.19, which we've talked about before, choose life. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you to choose life, that you and your seed may live. That's one of the scriptures that it uses as a cross-reference to Matthew 7.14 in the Amplified Classic. 
I thought it was Luke, but it was Matthew. I'm glad I found it. I didn't know if I was going to be able to find it that quickly. Thank you, Lord. But that's pretty intense. The gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life. And few are those who find it. The other cross-reference is Jeremiah 21, 8. Let me see what it says in Jeremiah 21, 8. That one I'm not familiar with. I don't remember it. But... Jeremiah 21. 21, 21, 8 is what it says. Okay. And that says, um, and to oh, okay. the people you, Jeremiah, shall say, thus says the Lord, behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. So that's the other cross-reference for that. But too many times people have not understood how vitally important the word of God is. It is the only thing that defeats the devil 100% of the time. Praise and worship will make him leave, but it doesn't defeat him. Right, right. It's still the hand of the avenger, but it doesn't defeat him. And none of us can praise and worship 24-7. Right. <clears throat> and the lust of other things entering in. So the lust of other things is finding something else to do besides the word. I remember my spiritual mo mother years ago when I first started in the uncompromised word. She said to me, she says, Satan would prefer that you um, make tuna salad for the bereaved widow rather than spend time in the word. Not that there's anything wrong with making tuna salad for the bereaved widow, but if you're doing that instead of the word, you're going to have a problem at some point. Right. I mean, there's any number of distractions. There are. Know, every day. And I've, you know, I, I've seen recently where that's been the case, particularly in my life, you know, where I thought, okay, I need to sit down and I need to to get into the word and read, read some, read some today, read a few chapters of this or that. And, you know, that was, that's my intention to sit down, read the word. And then all of a sudden something will come up and I've got to take care of that. And then as soon as that's over with, something else will come up. And before I know it, you know, you know, two or three hours. Gone. Yeah, a lot of times that does happen. A lot of times the whole day is gone. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had time to sit down yet to read the word. And when I realized that at the end of the day, oh man, I didn't I didn't have time with the Lord today. I didn't sit down and I and read. I didn't do my prayers. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. It grieves me. You know, it grieves my spirit because I know I need to do that. There are so, people in my life over the years that have really tried to correct me and tell me that it wasn't, it didn't take all that for me to be up as early. You know how early I get up. Yes. I'm up hours. When I worked at the ministry with you, I was up hours before I had to leave for work. Yeah. And people would say, you know, it's not necessary for you to be at four o'clock in the morning. What, what's four? You don't have to be at work until nine. Uh, because I had to prepare for the day. Right. 
and I have only had in my life a couple of people that had the um, freedom that I gave them to, to reach out to me at that time of the morning. There's very few people in my life that I've ever, they've ever had that freedom to reach out to me at oh, dark 30. Right. And you're, and for them, it doesn't, it, and maybe it doesn't take all that. But the people that have told me that over the years, I don't see them walking in victory. Yeah. Because the enemy is, is bound and determined to get you distracted or or something deceived distracted manipulated somehow he doesn't he wants you to do anything but be in the word right and i i finally learned it was best for me to have my when i wake up in the morning i have my phone we can set our phones different ways right so i have my phone set for sleep time and when it goes when my phone goes from sleep time to the next mode it doesn't go to people can reach me it goes to do not disturb yeah, And it stays on do not disturb until it goes to work mode. And after work, it's not on no, no mode at all. That's when people are free to get a hold of me. And when it's on work mode, there's only a handful. You happen to be one of them, but there's only a handful, not even a full handful of people that I allow the phone to interrupt my day and let me see their text. Right. But no, there's no sound. They, I just am able to see that they text me. Right. Yeah. But I will not. And there are times when I've had people say to me, "Well, you didn't get back to me." I said, "Man, I was in my, I was in time in prayer time. I was in time." And when I say my prayer time, but it's you know, it's not. It's, I don't spend as much time praying as I, or you know, it's not all prayer. I spend time praying. I spend time meditating the word. I spend time confessing scriptures and I spend time going through certain confessions every single day. And if, if somebody wants to tell me that the, it doesn't take all that, well, let me sh show me your victories. <laughs> well, and actually it, it does take all that, but you if know, you when you're sitting down and you're doing it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's that much time. It isn't. Well, it never did to me. I mean, I know it doesn't to you, but to me, when I would, you know, set aside, you know, a little bit of time to, to do whatever I needed to do, whether it was pray or read or, you know, whatever, I would sit there and I would say, okay, this is, this is my focus and that's what I would do. And I could have maybe two two and a half hours go by and I look up at the clock and I'm looking I'm thinking man that only felt like 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 a half hour mm -hmm. or 45 minutes it didn't feel like it was that long so it really and doesn't are... go, ahead. go ahead no I was just saying it really doesn't feel like it's a whole lot of time mm -hmm. you know but... and you and there are times when I'm running slow for some reason you know my yeah. it seems like the time's running away from me and I say Lord I need you to redeem the time I need to get done with this this is important to me. And that was and the I next do it. thing I was about to say. Yeah, about redeeming that time. God will do that for you. Mm -hmm. I can't. I, I can't. This morning I was running later, later than usual. And I said, Lord, I need you to redeem the time. And he did. I got everything done. 
Matter of fact, I was done with all of everything I normally do by the time I finished putting my makeup on. And that usually doesn't happen. Wow. And I had this, I, this is personal, but I, I wash my hair every other day. Today was the day to wash my hair. So it took longer. Yeah. And I was fall, I was behind and I knew I was behind. I said, Lord, I need you to help me. And by the time I got my hair, you know, the, the, I showered. I shower every day, but I don't wash my hair every day. So if I wash my hair, I had to, I had to get out of the shower and dry my hair, style my hair, get dressed, put on my makeup, start up the computer for work. I had all of that done. And by, even before I even got to the point of starting the computer up for work, I had already finished everything that I normally do in my preparation for the day. Because I am not going to let the enemy get a, a hand in there before the day gets going right because he will he will steal the time from you oh definitely you know it's it's amazing you know when sometimes there are mornings that i'm just like i just do not feel like getting up you know and, and praying and reading the word or anything like that there's a few times that i've actually skipped it but my day has been so sluggish after that and it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to to be going very it doesn't ever, ever seem to go very well but when i actually do those things and i i give you know the lord the first you know few hours of my the day right give him the first place give him the tithe yeah. off of it that day right and then i'll have an amazing day after that and i will have so much mm -hmm. energy um i i've learned I've learned in, in the many years I've walked with the Lord, I've learned one thing. The day I don't feel like doing prayer or don't feel like doing my confessions or don't feel like whatever, that's the day I better do it. Yeah. If I don't feel like it, that's the day I better make sure I do it first thing. Yeah. Because I have days like that too, where it's all, oh, I don't need to, I've been good throughout doing this. I've been doing this every day for how many, however many decades. I don't, I can skip to, no. Oh, I get that thought. Oh no, that means devil. You, you, and you and I are gonna, we're gonna tangle. And when we're when I'm finished here, I'll be standing here with God. You'll be gone because I am not gonna let you in. Right. Mm -mm. Man, that's a setup from the from the pit of hell. If that if that sense comes across. Yeah. Hmm. We have this, this authority and it's too easy to go, yes, I know I have that authority. And not understand throughout the day, you're having multiple opportunities to give in and not ex exercise that authority. You're, you have multiple opportunities in, the, in that day to not press in with that authority. Right. It's so easy to let it go. Mm -hmm. But we are in a time, and you know how you know better than most people the things that we have coming. Yeah. And oh, yeah. there's and and I don't know if you've been listening to Julie's words, but Julie yeah. Green has been has been giving some very very pointed strong words. And she's that's another one where she's not giving the word first thing when she starts talking now. She's doing a bunch of, 
a bunch of teaching first and that spirit of criticism was trying to come up in me and I said mm, she's called differently than I am that is not my yeah. place yeah yeah and the, and then those words come at the end the Lord interrupts her and the, those words come at the end of an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes or whatever and by and and my flesh gets upset because she doesn't come on till 5 30 and I start work at six so if she if she's teaching for a long period of time I don't get to hear that word until after work and my flesh wants to get in there I'm like mm -mm, nope I am not criticizing I am not condemning I am not accusing she is called differently than I am and I I'm going to hear that word after work yeah that's right she i mean the, the words that she's been giving lately are just so powerful that you really don't want to miss them no you really don't you really don't and according to the words that she that have been coming forth from her lately this year this year is going to be a really big year mm -hmm. you know a really powerful year Mm -hmm. And I think it's the year of exposure. Um, it is the year of exposure. Hand. And it's the year of every single thing. Every time she says, and one of those words comes across, and the Lord says through her, I am turning every, I'm restoring everything the enemy has stolen. The Lord yeah. quickens me about a couple of things in my life that I've been standing for restoration for decades. And he right. said, everything that's been stolen and i always go mm-hmm every single thing right because there are things i've told no one about that i that i've been expecting god to restore and every time she says that i'm like yes lord i hear you every yeah. single thing amen i am not going to heaven to be at the marriage supper without having received every single thing that belongs to me. Amen to that. And every generation before me that that didn't get what they were they were expecting, I'm getting that too. <laughs> I'm getting all of it. Amen. And we are at a time, like you said, or great and mighty things are about to happen, but you, the people that are not going to get it and going to come in the body of Christ and going to end up complaining are the ones that don't want to put in the time with the Lord. Don't want to put yeah. in the time with the word. Don't want to, they're the ones that, that will find an excuse rather than find the way to do it. What do I do, Lord? What do you, what would you have me do? All right. They'll be the ones that when God tells them, well, I want you to, Go and do this today. No, Lord, I don't have time for that. Mm. Somebody else will do it. Yeah, then somebody else will get that blessing. That's right. You know, really, what's the point in asking the Lord what he wants you to do if you're not going to do it? And I think at some point in everybody's walk, they've done that, mm -hmm. but no more. Right. If 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 you're if you're serious about results, and I am very serious about results, as you know. Yeah. I am not letting it an opportunity slide by. Not 
going to happen. Mm -mm. Right. We have to train our spirits. We have to have, our spirit has to be in ascendancy. We can't afford to, to, to be like we were 20, 30 years ago, where you could be spiritual on Sunday and on Wednesday night. And the rest of the week, you could just do whatever. Be carnal the rest of the week. No. I don't know. We're at a point where we have to have our spirits in ascendancy 24-7. Right. Because the, the enemy we're dealing with is not people. And that enemy knows he's losing he's losing ground and losing his grip. And that's mm -hmm. why things are getting so intense. Because he knows he's losing his grip. Well, you don't send, you know, a soldier into a battle without having trained him to fight. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do that. They're not going to win it because they won't know what to do. Right. And that's part of what we're talking about is, you know, training our spirits. You know, our spirits, our spirit knows what to do. But, you know, we have to be willing to to submit mm -hmm. to those things. You know, like when, like Lord says, you know, do this, do that. You know, this is what I want you to do, you know, and then you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Well, after a while, God's going to, he's just going to bypass you. He's going to quit asking you to do everything. Like you said earlier, and somebody else is going to get that blessing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's imperative that we train ourselves. We train our spirits. We're, we, um, that we're fit for the battle. And we're, we're in one right now. Right now. People study in study to show ourselves approved. So we are, so we are, that we are not ashamed. Right. But, you know, God has every intention for us to win this and we've already won it. You know, that's, that's, I've read the end of the book. I've read the, the last, the last chapter and it says we win. Right. But study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. If there's a right way to divide, there's a wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important that we rightly divide. Now, I know that there are some people out there, because I've, I've talked to a few, who don't know what that means to rightly divide. Can you give a, a brief explanation for them what, what it means to rightly divide the world? Yeah, let, give me a second and let me take a look and see if I can find it in the concordance. Because there is a concordance here. Uh-huh. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, the the rightly doesn't isn't doesn't have a definition on this one, but the dividing is to cut straight, to cut straight ways, to proceed on a straight path, to hold a straight course, to make straight and smooth, to handle a right, to handle a right. That's good. 
to teach the truth directly and currently. To rightly divide the, the word of truth. The, the scripture that comes to mind is in Hebrews 4. Where it says... Um, For the verse 12, um, I'll back up to 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that restless. Any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick or alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. In other words, mind, will, emotions, and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Rightly dividing is separating the mind, will, and emotions from the spirit. To rightly, to know what the word, you know, it says in Psalm 103 that the people saw God's acts, but Moses knew his ways. Oh, that's good. If I know you, if I know your ways and you do something that seems odd to everybody else around you, they see what you did and they think, well, that Cheryl did that. That was really weird. What did she do that for? Can you imagine she did that? But if I know your ways, I understand why you did it. Right. And I don't have to question. Yeah. So when we rightly divide. We understand why something works the way it works. Right. Or why it doesn't work the way we think it's, we were told it works, but it doesn't work that way. And we can see why it doesn't work that way, but we understand why it doesn't work. Yeah. And there are too many people that have been taught something in church and never went and studied it out for themselves in the word. I think and that's they the majority can, of the church. Yeah, and, they, and whole denominations will tell you that certain things have passed away, but the word doesn't say anywhere in it that that particular thing, for instance, healing, has passed away. Well, I, I think they're confusing the scripture that says these things will pass away. It talks about, you know, you know, tongues and all these other things that says it will pass away. But it also says in there, when perfection has come, or when the perfect has come, you know, or what, what they're talking about at that point, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it's talking about when Jesus returns, then all those things will pass away because there won't be a need for any of those things anymore when he's here, when he comes. But, after, but before then, you know, we, we need those things. Right. For for teaching yeah. and for discerning and for all those other things, you know, but for, for navigating um, this earth the way that the world yeah. the way it is. Yeah, so it's nothing has passed away yet. But they think that because the word says all these things will pass away, they believe that they already have. But that yeah, but there's no date in the Bible that says No, not at all. It is not it says it will, doesn't say it has. See, you have to read the word the way it really reads. Yeah. You have to look at the tense of the scripture that you're reading. Because mm -hmm. too many times people are looking at the, a tent at something and they just automatically assume, you know, by his stripes we were healed. What tenses were? That's past tense. 
Right. So why are we looking, waiting for the healing to manifest and the doctors say you're healed when the word says you already are healed? Right. The doctor may disagree with that, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't change the fact that you already are healed. And it's the enemy attack that is making it look like your body is, is sick. Right. It's a deception. Yeah. It was interesting to listen to Robin Bullock this week because everything we've been talking about for at least a year and a half, two years about it's time for the church to grow up. God wants us to step into the next level. Yeah. That's what he, when he got ready to minister, that's, that's his whole theme was God is waiting for us to step into what we, well, who we are called to be. It right. is it's time. He said it is time for us to step into who we were created to be. And I thought to myself, it's past time. It's been past time. Right. But the whole thing, his whole thing was what we've been talking about for a year and a half. And it's very, it's very encouraging to me when I see that God is having me listen to somebody who's saying the same thing we've been saying, yeah. whatever it is. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, then I have been hearing correctly. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes I, I feel like that voice is crying in the wilderness, make way for the, you know, wait, make way for the Lord. Right. But the thing of it is, is we cannot afford to, to play around with this. And that's what he was saying. It's, it's, this is not the time to play, play around with this. This is the time to step up. This has been a spiritual battle. We're not going to win a spiritual battle with flesh weapons. Exactly. And we are we are seeing the separation of the, the tears, the wheat and the tears right now. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be too late for some people. Well, it's, it's also like what you and I have been talking about in the past where people will just say, oh, God will handle it. You know, go, oh, you know, I'll just pray to God and let him handle it. You know, they're not, not getting very far with that. And it's not that it's not what he said. No, he, he gave us the, the ability to handle it. And he gave us all the power yeah. and tools that we need and the authority to handle it. Yeah. But if you're just going to be a spectator. You know, and sit on the sidelines and, and let everybody else get out there and, and you know, fight the fight the good fight of faith, fight the battle for you. You know, your your reward in heaven isn't going to be much. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. What what tense is that? That's present tense. Right. And Jesus said it in the book of Luke. Is the book of right. Luke taking place next week or did it take place in the past? Right. It, it took place many, many years ago. Right. So we have had this power. Right. Yeah. He gave it to them in the present tense at that moment. And that was over 2000 years ago. Right. 
There is no place that he came back and said, okay, I'm taking it away now. Nope. Jesus gave that power. So people waiting for God to fix it is that's not how it works. Yeah. And what it boils down to is uh, laziness, it's slothfulness. This is a little off the subject, but but I'm impressed to go there. Okay. In um, Proverbs six, I actually posted this on my on the social media platform that we all are, or that you and I are on. Um, I posted this as my post a few days ago. Proverbs six, starting at verse sixteen. These six things does the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. Feet that are be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaks lies. And he that sows discord among the brethren. And I said in my post, we're seeing all of these things in our in our world right now. No wonder we're having problems. Mm, well, that's true. I every single thing on this list we're seeing. Yeah. People cannot expect to get a different result than having being crosswise with God if they're going against the spiritual laws He put in motion. Right. Because they will work whether you believe them or not. Yeah. Just like gravity will work whether I believe it's gravity is real or not. So it behooves me to go along to follow the laws of gravity and not try to circumvent them. Right. It behooves me to work with the spiritual laws and have them work in my favor. Than to try to fight them because they're they're there and they're going to work just exactly yeah. the way that they were written. Amen. I would really like to have a podcast. It's just a, a feel good la la la. Have a have a wonderful time, people. But that's not how God has led me to do this. And I'd like to be able to just be you know. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not what God's called me to do. Mm. Wow. I think we're going to start seeing a, 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 a an exposure of you know, a lot of false prophets here pretty quickly and false, I guess, pastors. I don't know what you... Yeah, people that are not really 
called God to be a pastor. Yeah, because there's a bunch of them that are pastoring that shouldn't even be, they weren't called to God to do it. Yeah. But I see that, I see that coming because there's already too. been, already to be an exposure of certain individuals that um, are, let's say they're, they're more friends with the world than they are well, friends of Jesus, if you know what I'm a, saying. I know there's a scripture, and I don't know exactly where it is at the moment, but it talks about, you know, when the, the cleanup starts in the house of God. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the other day, it said be, the scripture that says, you know, to be friends with the world is to be an enemy of God. And I'm wondering, don't right. they even realize that? Don't they realize that that scripture says that, you know, if you're friends with the world, you're, you're an enemy of God. Because I mean, most I'm, people don't wonder what spiritual, most people don't look at the Bible as, as spiritual law. They look at it as a history book or as a holy book or as a book to read so they can tell people they read it. Yeah. They're not looking at it as a book of laws. A New True. Testament, Old Testament is, if the word testament means covenant. Yeah. Covenant is another word for contract. Right. They're not looking at it as a contract between God and man. That's right. And because they're not looking at it as spiritual law, they don't take it seriously. That's true. We're coming really fast onto that time that talks about a Malachi. Yeah. Malachi 3, starting at verse 13. Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against you? You have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy. Yes, they that work wickedness are set up. Yes, they that tempt God are even delivered. Verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that's thought upon his name and they shall be mine says the lord of hosts in the day when i make my, up my jewels and i will spare them as a man spares his own son that serves him then you shall return and discern be, between the righteous and the wicked between him that serves god and that him that serves him not yeah wow more but right about there Mm -hmm. right about there so I think we're going to unhook here um, I would encourage everyone who listens to share the podcast I don't, always, I don't ask you any of you to share I don't think I've ever done this before but we are at a time when we need to be very aware of what spiritual law says 
so that we can operate in in the presence and fullness of what God has for us and receive all that he has for us. So I encourage each one of you to share. Share with people that don't listen to this podcast. Share with them and have them listen because I'm telling you, I don't plan ahead what I'm going to say. I let the Lord lead and this went in a direction I did not expect. And that's okay because he's in charge. So until next time, be blessed, walk in courage, walk by faith, use spiritual law the way it was meant to be used so that you can reap the benefits and see the blessing of the Lord in everything that you do and defeat the dark.